good morning. <laughs> this is what my nightmares are, are literally filled of is not turning, pushing the right buttons. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously I'm not Clay. Um, this is Allison Tharp and I am filling in this morning for Clay. He's bringing us some up-to-date news from the coast. I think he's on the, mm-hmm. on the coast. Biloxi. Um, so apparently there's some political nonsense going on down there. You know, the entertainment industry always likes to throw their two cents in when absolutely nobody cares. Nothing frustrates me more than just wanting to go somewhere and have a good time and not think about all the cultural wars and, and ideologies of everybody else. And then having to go listen to somebody talk about that so i didn't even look at it tyler um saw it this morning but apparently they were flying the ukraine, ukraine. craig uh craig flag <laughs> at the guns and roses uh concert yeah yep. so i mean you know in the same light i'm sure that people don't want to hear about how toxic their environments are when i'm mm. around and i was actually listening to a really good podcast on the way in to the station this morning and it was talking about how you can be hyper vigilant about that kind of stuff and a little bit too obsessive which will raise your cortisol levels which kind of defeats the purpose you know and so um and that's a really good reminder for me and I think I've been able to to slowly come out of that more dogmatic approach of like everything has to be you know biohack everything and uh, track everything and I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the second hour um, but it's just such a good reminder that and Tyler and I were having this conversation last night you can only control so much mm-hmm. and trying to control everything and everyone around you is a really good way to drive yourself into insulin resistance and diabetes without even overdoing sugar. So it's just interesting perspective, um, a, a fun rabbit hole that I'm starting the show out with. So welcome everybody to, um, it's not whole story health. It's just Al, it's the Tharps really filling in for Clay this morning. So I'm joined here in studio by my husband. I guess it's the first time you're, yeah, it is. you're my husband. Um, <laughs> you've just been boyfriend and fiance until now. Um, so I've been upgraded. Yeah, you got an upgrade. <laughs> so we've got Tyler Tharp here with Synergy Training, Training Group. Group. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm really excited to have him here because I am going to talk about health because that's what I love to talk about. But um, I, he he brings such a fun perspective in the world of self-defense, gun rights, gun laws, all the all the things that I think you as Clay listeners are also interested in. Mm-hmm. So we're going to marry both worlds, which is actually why we got married, because we started talking one day as friends and we were like, wow, there are a lot of connections in our world. And who would have thought that a professional gun uh, or shooting coach and a, and a women's hormone and metabolic health coach would have so much Uh, common ground in our professional lives there's a lot of overlap lot Mm -hmm. and and I find that all the time now when I'm talking to people and I'm like you know my clients and I work on the same thing together so it's all interconnected just like our bodies are Mm -hmm. so welcome welcome Tyler thanks for joining me on air this morning I really enjoy uh watching the sunrise on the road with you that was kind of fun yep yeah we left the house when it was dark and uh got here during the sunrises it was a nice little drive yeah it, it really is um so tyler you just got back from a national conference mm-hmm. uh the guardian conference the guardian conference yep, yeah up in oklahoma and so i'm curious why 
how this conference got its name because it ma- it makes me mm-hmm. feel really good every time I hear the name. Yeah, it's a great name, isn't it? Um, of course, all the conferences have uh, a meaning behind the name, if you will, because marketing, obviously. Uh, but so the Guardian Conference is led up by two gentlemen, uh, Paul, uh, I'm sorry, Jacob Paulson and Riley Bowman. They both um, together own and operate concealcarry.com, uh, KSG Armory, uh, Barrel Block, and a couple other good good name brands that the shooting community knows well, quality brands. And so they are very much in the realm of just being a good protector, all right? a good armed citizen that can always be you know, counted on, trusted to be the guardian that they're called to be. And so that's uh, th- this conference here is basically a buffet, which most conferences are. It's a training conference. It's not like a conference where you just go sit there and listen to someone speak for whatever and eat some food. No, this is uh, this is you, you, it's actually interactive. You're um, you're taking blocks of instruction. Uh, the longest block would be four hours. The shortest would be two. And you have this plethora, this big master schedule, um, and and all the people that sign up to go to this conference can pick what class they want to mm-hmm. take. And um, it, it, it's all about just being a, a, a better guardian, uh, yeah. th- specifically this one. Most of them, yes, but this one, that's that's the marketing behind it. I love that. Um, and I, I like, I guess when I think of a, a shooting conference or a self-defense conference, I don't think of it like a health conference. In any health conference I go to, it's kind of the same thing mm-hmm. where they have the overall agenda and you mm-hmm. can pick like, oh, this one is talking about, you know, fasting and metabolism or whatever. And so yeah. it's you get to go and pick. Um, and I feel like, too, when I hear Guardian, it gives me um, it gives me that vibe of. Okay, whoever attends that is going to be a good protector, an asset to their family, and not a liability. But also that there's potentially a a biblical twist to that. Yeah, so th- it is faith based. Um, I mean, it we don't have like you know Bible study, so to speak, right? Um, but we, you know, generally speaking, this is faith based. Uh, the next one I'm going to, I leave out Wednesday for uh, uh, another one, and same thing, uh, faith based type of deal. Um, and, 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 you know, it's not all just shooting as well. The, the blocks of instruction at all of them, I think maybe only half of it was shooting related, like actually shooting the gun. The other ones you had, uh, force on force, uh, managing unknown contacts, uh, palm pepper spray, low light, uh, shooting skills. Um, like just a, 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 there was one, there's one, uh, where you learned how to speak in the court of law. If you ever have to defend yourself, uh, in the court of law, because you know, not not all self defense situations are just wiped clean and you get to go home. Sometimes so you get end up in court. I mean, how how to defend yourself for defending yourself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. which is so important. I think that um, some of my my favorite classes that you teach are like going out to businesses and educating them on what self-defense actually looks like with Mm -hmm. or without a gun, what is actually legal when it's legal to use lethal force. And also 
knowing who to call the aftermath yeah because you you think it's a black and white case it's not. uh and that has nothing to do with skin color <laughs> um uh just a, an easy like well i was defending myself mm-hmm. but you just never know what's going to happen in the courts and so this crazy legal system we have because we don't have a justice system we haven't had one in a long time um to you, you go very, into that what do you mean by that yeah so uh <laughs> Justice uh, is almost subjective, all right? So what you think would be just uh, a just punishment for some a, a crime may not be what I would think. And then so we have this legal system that is supposed to be black and white with actual documents that specify and, and, and um, define what crimes are what and then how to prosecute them and so on and so forth. And then on every on the opposite end of uh, prosecutors, you have the defense, obviously. And so what happens when you're being prosecuted for something that you thought was totally right because in your mind it was just, but the legal system may have a different way of looking at it. And then you, you end up having to fight this legal system for your own freedom even though you thought you did the right thing. It makes a lot of sense. And I like I like that you say that a lot, that um, we don't have a justice system. We have a legal system. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I feel the same way about the the quote unquote medical. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't we don't have a health care system anymore. We have a pharmaceutical system. Yeah. Um, and, and it's the it, it works very much the same way. There is a diagnosis that warrants a protocol, whether that protocol is actually uh, efficient at healing the diagnosis or not. That's just the next step in the legal system. It's mm-hmm. kind of that same way. Uh, but at least you get to plead your case with the quote unquote legal system. Whereas <laughs> a lot of times in the medical system, you're just SOL. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless you go into the functional medicine world where you actually get heard. So. Um, okay, so tell me, I'm interested to hear, because you you attended this last conference, the mm-hmm. Guardian Conference, as an AI, which means that you got to assist the instructor. So the difference between, and you said this, but I want to reiterate, the difference between these cool conferences you go to and a lot of the conferences I go to, I love to go and listen and learn, but the, y'all's is a lot more hands-on. So yes. like you're going, and in this next conference, you are going to be teaching at a range Mm -hmm. so your students are actually going to be shooting their guns practicing what you're teaching um so what's the upcoming conference you have and what's your role there so the upcoming one is active self-protection uh national conference active self-protection is owned and operated by a gentleman named john korea he's out on the west coast and he has uh, one of the largest gun related uh, youtube channels there is um, and his uh, bread and butter, if you will, is reviewing uh, self-defense encounters on, that were recorded and the videos were, you know, out for public viewing. And so you, there's a lot of lessons to be learned there. And it's not just the United States. A lot of these videos come from all around the world. And there are absolutely things to be learned from even the ones in different countries, especially for people that travel. Um, and then some of them just make me glad that I still live in America and don't have to deal with some of the stuff that they deal with. But, um, yeah, great, great channel. And then they have a couple other subsidiary channels like Active Subprotection Extra Channel and things like that. You'll actually see me on the uh, Extra Channel being interviewed by Miss Carrie 
which is a, a staff instructor for uh, ASP. And we'll be talking about how my life has been changed through their instructor developmental program that they have that I went through last year, which is a six-month-long developmental program. Um, but yeah, I'll be teaching uh, two classes at this uh, upcoming conference called Beyond the Draw. And these are just four-hour blocks each. One of them is geared towards dry fire practice, like how to practice in you know in your home, in your backyard without live ammo. And then the other one's obviously the live fire version of that. People, people think, oh man, draw the gun, aim at one thing, pull the trigger. Yay, that's practice. Well, th- that is the first thing you should prioritize figuring out. Like that should be the first thing you learn is to d- how to draw the gun from concealment, present to a uh, static target, make sure your presentation and, and grip is, is perfect on that one thing. But once you got that figured out, where do you go from there? And then how do you know how to prioritize it? Because just like going to the gym, if you walk into the gym tomorrow morning and you decide to work out every muscle for five minutes, whatever, you're going to get anywhere? No, you're going to get tired really quick and and hypertrophy is not going to happen. So just like we do at the gym, how we isolate and work on one specific muscle group and then call it done, our practice with a gun and substance is the exact same way. Um, for my martial art guys out there, you're not, I mean, you're, you're actually breaking down one specific skill per workout session and, and really hammering that in. It's the same thing, but for some reason with guns, we think we just got to go do all the things like, Oh, I'm going to practice reloads today, transitions today, footwork today, all the things today. I'm like, no, I mean, you can, but you, you, you're not really going to give any one thing, the focus that it deserves. Where is this conference coming up? Yep, Manhattan, Kansas. And who can go to these things? Anybody. Literally anybody. Anybody. So you all have people from all over the U.S. From coast to coast. This last conference, we had a um, uh, wife and husband team from Guatemala nice. fly in. And uh, they they shoot um, a competition, the international competition that is, is global. It's called IPSC, IPSC, International Pistol Shooting Confederation, I think. I can't remember the C part. Anyway. Uh, so man, they were, they were so freaking cool. They were, they were, they were all in on listening and I got, I got a chance to, uh, AI three of the classes they were in. AI assistant instruct. Yep, exactly. Uh, two was with, uh, a gentleman named AJ Zito. He owns practical performance, super, super knowledgeable guy. One of the best 1911, 2011 builders there is. And then, uh, I got to help Riley Bowman, the, the, the guy in charge of this whole ordeal teach advanced stage planning uh, Sunday evening, he was there. They were there as well. And for those of y'all that don't know, and the only reason I know this is because I'm married to Tyler. Uh, advanced stage planning. So when they, when competitive shooters mm-hmm. go shoot a match, they have these stages that they go and shoot different targets from different positions. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this was how to build these like advanced stages for these competitions. So how to plan it when you come up to it. Yeah. How to look at a stage, analyze oh, gotcha. it, strategize it, memorize it and okay. visualize. Okay. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we got to take a break. Y'all stay tuned. When we get back, we are going to talk about um, just some different things when it comes to morals and self-defense and life. And also um, how you can defend yourself with or without a gun, which is so important. That's something that Tyler has been teaching high school seniors as they get ready to go to college, what the statistics look like on college campuses, what those laws are, that sort of thing. So we're going to dive deep into that. Y'all stay tuned. 
tuned. You are listening to Allison Tharp filling in for the Clay Edwards Show on 103.9 WYAB. Welcome back in. This is Allison Tharp, and I'm here with Tyler Tharp with Synergy Training Group. Um, so when we left off, we were just talking about some of the different conferences um, that we have that Tyler has been um, teaching at and going to and um, it's a really great next step to consider if you know you want to kind of go in and get a wealth of knowledge in one place and really just get that starting uh, point for you or if you're already pretty knowledgeable and you're ready to up level in multiple areas I think that's so cool that they have those um and so also we talked a little bit about uh, non-lethal self-defense, which I think is so important because I have so many friends and I hate saying this because it shows my age, but I have a lot of friends who have kids that are about to go off to college or just going off to college. And that's wild to me. But I think about all the crazy stuff that goes on and, um, you just you think okay well how are they going to make it to their classes how are they going to you know pass and and eat and all that stuff but are we thinking about how are they going to defend themselves you know you're dropping your kid off states away and um so that's something that i've i've been so um interested in i went with tyler to a non-lethal self-defense class that he put on for some high school seniors uh all females and their moms and it was so eye-opening so um what some of the things that you gave were statistics on college campuses mm-hmm. of um violent and non-violent violent crimes uh, but also um, you know, these students are allow- aren't allowed to carry guns and fresh- most freshmen have to live on campus. Yep. Um, so uh, then it's important to know like what you could be walking into. And, and the thing that stuck with me the most is how to not put yourself in a position to pass an interview as a victim. Right. And so you, you say fail the first interview and that has everything to do with how you walk around. Yep. Are you walking around with your head buried in your phone, not looking at your surroundings? Are you walking around, you know, with your chin dropped and just kind of looking like, Eeyore, woe is me. <laughs> you know, um, most most people now are super vulnerable because we're all buried in our phones, uh, but females especially. Um, so talk a little bit about how to fail that interview looking like a victim. So, uh, you know, full disclosure, I, I try to give credit where credit's due. I actually uh, get, got the, the rules of stupid and failing the first interview from John Korea, that ASP channel that I mentioned earlier. But Essentially, um, what a lot of these kidnappers, uh, rapists, you, you know, fill in the blank do is they, they look for their victim. A lot of times uh, the, it's it's almost random. It seems random, but it isn't. Uh, a lot of these women that are subjected to uh, some sort of violent crime, their attacker, they don't know them. They've never met them before. Uh, w- what happens is these these guys these terrible trash human beings will literally just scope out an easy victim. They'll start checking the boxes. All right, start looking for women, then look for one that is alone, and then look for one that is um, 
uh, doesn't have anything in their hands that could harm them. All right, small stature, uh, looks like a victim. They're closed off. They're not paying attention, things of that nature. Well, there you go. When, when you check all those boxes, you pass their interview. And they're going to, that's how they, that's how they say, okay, this is the one that I'm going to make my attempt on. Um, and, and you can, you can forego passing that interview by just simply one, don't look like a victim. Don't be, have, don't have your head stuck down in your phone, walk erect with your shoulders back. Like you own the world, be with people. All right. Don't be alone if you can't help it or if you can help it, excuse me. Um, and, and have your, your pepper spray in your hand, your little palm pepper spray that I sell. Have that in your hand. Be happy to, and be more than happy to bless them with the spicy sauce and run away. Yeah. (laughs) Look, there ain't no shame in running away if that means you can just avoid the whole encounter to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is when you teach, you know, moves to get out of headlocks and it's just an introductory class. Very introductory. (laughs) What it opened my eyes to was I I work out every day and I'm very unlikely going to be able to get out of an aggressive hold that a male puts on me because you guys are just your center of gravity and strength Mm -hmm. is your upper body you know and um and and these aren't things that i practice on a daily basis i don't do jujitsu or anything like that so just avoiding it altogether and it is really you know i've i struggled uh, as a teenage girl and and into my 20s with self-confidence and and then when you do start I think people in their 30s that's like such a golden age because you really start to learn who you are Mm -hmm. and you start to care less and less about what people think about who you are because you know you've got to do what makes you tick and what the Lord puts you on this earth to do and so it, it it kind of instills this pride that you can walk with your shoulders back a little bit more, but then society says, well, don't be too proud. You know, there's like all these things, but like thinking about it strictly from a self-defense perspective, walk around looking like a B word. Like if you are a female by yourself, you look like you are going to give an attacker absolute hell or anybody that looks at you wrong for that matter, because you can't like I used to make sure that like I would look down a little bit and smile because I wanted to seem gentle and like not racist and like not this and like not that. Um, And at the end of the day, if I don't know you and I'm walking by myself, I cannot care what you think of me. Absolutely not. And this is when you can like, practice an RBF and walk (laughs) around with it. Um, But it's like the thing that I think of all the time and that I tell my clients because they're all women um, is like walk with my chin up because that's something that I naturally just kind of tilt my head down. Walk with my chin up. I look people in the eye. let them know that I'm watching them, that I'm aware. And I, I didn't do that before I was listening to you talk about how um, to not look like a victim. Mm hmm. Yeah, and so th- that really is the short answer, okay? But what happens when you when you check all the boxes of not looking like a victim and, and whatnot and someone still tries you? Well, if you find yourself in that situation, there's really only two options. You need to comply wholeheartedly or fight wholeheartedly. Okay, so... That leaves you with two completely different options. We've got to take a break. So y'all be chewing on that. And Tyler's going to break that down when we get back. Also, um, if y'all have questions, somebody called earlier. um, I don't do 
on air calls for multiple reasons. Um, but, and I know Clay does, so y'all forgive me for that, but feel free to text in your questions at 601-540-2476. That's 601-540-2476. Tyler will be here till probably about 830. So go ahead and text your questions in now for Tyler so he can answer them on air for you. All right, y'all stay tuned. We'll be back. This is Allison Tharp filling in for Clay Edwards on 103.9 WYAB. All right, so we left on um, kind of a fun cliffhanger. I guess it's fun. It freaks me out to think about it, (laughs) if we're being honest. But it's important to think about at the same time. So, um, Tyler, what were the two options that you set if you are, in fact, chosen to be a victim um, of an attack, physical attack? Yeah, so your options... All right, so, so of, of all the videos we've watched and analyzed and the encounters and all that, what we've learned is this. Videos of actual... Self-defense encounters. So these are like security cams and, and at, well, you yep, show some of those, but yep. I'd just like to explain because the, the mm-hmm. listeners don't know what exactly you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, imagine street, uh, street corner cameras, building cameras, catching these events. Um, and then the footage is subpoenaed whenever, whenever uh, you know, after the event happens for evidence. Anyway, and what we've learned is this. Half-hearted decisions usually end up worse. Um, if you fight just enough to anger them and do more harm on you and you don't have the ability to, to be the bigger fighter, then you're just making the situation worse. Um, now, if your imagination is going down a pretty bad rabbit hole, when I say full heartedly comply, that's just the unfortunate truth. Uh, I hate, look, that, that really is the worst case scenario. All right. Well, I say the worst, the worst case scenario is, is death. Uh, you know, and then the next worst case scenario is living with that trauma. Um, but you would generally speaking, you would still be alive. Now, of course, the best solution, if you have the ability, is to fight wholeheartedly and win. Like, take no enemies, have a whole different personality, just absolute rage fight, and get away. This is this is best if you were not able to flee. You always say... No run first yeah, like get, yeah create as much distance between yourself and the attacker yep distance is time and time is options and life you, yes exactly when it comes down to fighting for your life you want all the options possible whether it is uh, finding someone else calling for help uh you know gaining access to an equalizer if you will an equalizer is anything that is somewhere between a, a, a your fist and nothing at all you know so oc spray a uh a, a stick um gun sometimes oc like that. spray that's pepper spray yeah yep yep not mace because mace is stupid and if you want to know the difference then hire me to come teach you a class <laughs> I, we don't have enough time to explain all that <laughs> to, to dive in uh, but pepper spray okay yeah yep exactly so um you know if you have to comply it, well you know what if even if you have to fight it doesn't matter um be a good witness either way. All right. Remember, try to remember and retain as much information as you can so that when you do have to have to press charges that, that you know, the prosecution is successful because there's nothing worse than winning the fight for your life 
and then going into court and then them still walking away free. I mean, that, that'll just eat you alive. So be a good witness. Make sure you don't, you know, screw up any testimonies. Make sure you don't like say anything incriminating or do, you know, check all the wrong boxes basically to uh, screw all that up. And again, to dive off into that would take a long time. And that can feel so overwhelming when we're just thinking about, well, how do I just survive this? Mm -hmm. So that's why it takes more training. But what I wanted to do is give the listeners just some basic, like, here are a couple of survival nuggets. Nuggets. And like, this is how you can set yourself up for a higher rate of survival. Um, uh, best survival is so you know what our oldest form of self-defense is the thing you love to do and i think it's like almost uh painful running oh <laughs> we sure weren't shooting t-rexes with guns we right. were running our butts off till we found a small little hole where they couldn't fit their big head <laughs> so don't don't discount your ability to uh to run your butt off and create distance and find help um, there is no no shame. So the the rules of stupid. Well, let's give them. Let's give them something like this. Don't abide by any of the rules of stupid. And what is that? Don't go to stupid places with stupid people at stupid times doing stupid things. All right. Don't do those things. That's why you ain't gonna find me at midnight on walking up and down Mill Street with people I shouldn't be doing it. All right. For people outside of Jackson that don't know Mill Street, it, it's it's pretty bad. That's the Birdtown area. It's pretty bad. Um, but for people with college age kids, this is reminding your females, like, don't be out, you know, intoxicated and decide mm-hmm. you want to walk home alone. Yeah. Um, and I think that you can say that, but that's not going to have much of an impact until they watching some of those videos where these are yep. real deal attacker videos yeah. and seeing how vulnerable you can be. It mm-hmm. really can. I mean, it's not fun to watch, but it's so impactful in that decision making process. Yeah. And, you know, all these people that want to, you know, take away our rights to self-defense and um, guards at concerts that want you to walk in with nothing on your body and a tiny see-through purse and hat and allow and 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 you're supposed to be okay with your security being in their hands when they can't even carry some of them can't even carry guns right yeah th- th- it's such a joke because you know I <laughs> I've met these people right I I know what they get paid I know how little they care because of how much they get paid and and other reasons and how ill-trained they are and. That is just the way of the world, okay? I, there's nothing I can do to fight this and change it and make it better, all right? But what I can do is make the decision that I'm not going to go to stupid places, do stupid things with stupid people at stupid times, mm-hmm. all right? I, I can control those things. You said earlier, don't try to control the uncontrollable things because you just stress yourself out and you get nowhere. Exactly that. Stop worrying about you know what president's going to take away our rights or this and that because your vote don't matter anyway and start controlling your household and your decisions simple as that yeah that's good so um we're going to completely switch gears here um we've got about five minutes before the next break and something that was really impactful for you from this last conference i'm sorry for the hard right but (laughs) i just thought about it was um morality and how how much of a variable like that that varies from person to person um 
and it's so important. And I think that the listeners of this station have a pretty much a high moral regard. Um, but dive into that because it's just really been something that's been on your mind since you got back from the Guardian Conference. It's been weighing on me, and I can't give I can't give the exact specifics just out of uh, respect for the the people um, a part of that. But what something I learned is, and, and I've struggled with this my a lot of my adult life and I used to be a pretty trash human being in my twenties. Like I, I put my own selfish needs above others type of thing and, you know, let your imagination go wherever on that. But man, the good Lord has blessed me with the ability to reflect and really analyze and be super critical in a positive manner of myself and everything that I've had a chance to experience. And what that's done is that has created a very strong moral compass for me. I did this Clifton Strength Finders thing, and in my top five traits is belief. That's kind of like a personality test. Yes, exactly. That so, a lot of businesses use, yep, right? Exactly. That's so, cool. yep, analytical communication, belief, uh, responsibility, and relator. And so, with that strong moral compass, it has uh, it has caused me to be somewhat abrasive with employers and other people because I like I, I'm just not cool with doing something that I don't believe in. I don't. I'm not cool with uh, negatively impacting someone else's life. And it's interesting to me that you know when we go to a conference and there's people from all walks of life from far left wingers that just happen to like guns to far right wing wingers that have whatever they have militia <laughs> west coast to east coast different countries i get to be around all these people that ha- that think they are morally sound and then i listen to the things they say and i'm like man you're jacked up and then they show me some things and i'm like you are really jacked up. Like, bro, you're you're 50 something years old and you're still do, out there doing these things. Like, I was doing that stupid stuff in my 20s and got out of that by like 28 ish or whatever. Like, and so, this experience that I had this past weekend, man, I, if I had not been saved when I was 27 years old and I was allowed and basically just went down the same path that I was when I was in my early 20s, I saw the man that I would have become uh, this past weekend. Oh, and it, wow. It, absolutely ate me up like it I lost sleep over it I really did and um but you know hindsight because I'm one of those people that analyzes every single thing to the point that it is almost annoying to the people around me but I am uh I am so thankful so blessed that I took that hard right that you said and uh, found what I believe to be a very strong moral compass. And we all know morals are very subjective. And I've worked for people that are that think they're doing the right thing. And I, I just, I can't, man. I'm like, I, I don't, I, I, th- I know that you think this is okay, but it ain't okay with me. And I can't be a part of this. Um, which is why I'm super blessed to have the normal day job that I have. I work for a company called 3D Plumbing. Um, a gentleman named Corey Rogers. He's actually our age. Uh, he, he's the owner and a master plumber and working with him is, is, is a relief. It's hard work. Don't get me wrong. You know, like, and I don't know like all the things about plumbing. I don't, I really don't. I'm just there to help and do some of the things that I do know how to do. Um, but I never have to worry about him asking me to do something that's unsafe or ethical, unethical, unethical. I never have to like, 
I never have to worry about him doing right by the customer. Like we've made mistakes before and I watched him. Actually, I've listened to him when the customer wasn't around be like, Oh man, this sucks. We're going to have to uh, eat this bill or eat this part. Um, and all that. And then he'll actually go tell the customer, like, Hey, this happened. No worry. We're not going to charge you on this. We're going to make this right. When blah, they blah, otherwise blah. may not have even known. When ex- Exactly. Yeah. I've worked for employers that would, you know, cover it up in a heartbeat and still charge them, yeah. you know, and I, it is such a nice breath of air on my moral compass to be able to work a normal, normal job during the week and get by, um, until a synergy training group flies, grows its wings and flies, and I can do that. But it, it's such a sigh of relief that I can I can have that moral easement, if you will. It's so important. I have a friend who was in, well, I, don't, I won't go into what she did because that would tell. But anyway, she had been at a company for about 15 years and was the highest paid individual in her department and just a woman of absolute love and integrity and they started to ask her to sign off on things that she refused to Mm -hmm. and it resulted in her having to leave and um and last night you know I was uh, I'm doing some training with my former cross-country coach when I was at Bellhaven and um and she was talking about how she got charged undercharged um for some waters at uh, anyway and so I, I just i pray that that god puts people in my life that will help continue to mold me and i'm realizing as we're having this conversation that he has surrounded me with people who will not stand for doing wrong mm-hmm. by others and that is it's such an answer prayer. And it's so important. I mean, when it comes to your safety, when it comes to your health, you are the top people, five people that you spend the most time with. Yep. And exactly. if you are hanging around stupid people doing stupid things at stupid times and stupid places, that's stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's not going to lead you to the outcomes that you desire for yourself. So mm-hmm. whether it's your health or your safety, which are interconnected as well. Um, These are things that we have to think about. And you've got to start drawing some hard lines in the sand if you truly want to see change. Um, Okay, so we have got to take uh, another break and close out this hour. Y'all stay tuned. You're listening to The Clay Edwards Show. This is Allison and Tyler Tharp on 103.9 WYAB. Welcome back. We have just like... I don't know, 20, 30 seconds before we have the hard break um, with the news headlines. So um, when we come back in the next hour, we're going to continue this conversation with Tyler for about uh, 20 or so more minutes. And then he's got to head off to work. And so then I will have about half an hour to talk all things health. Don't forget 601-540-2476 for any questions that you have for me or Tyler. Y'all stay tuned. We will be back in just a few.